The following is a lecture given by His Holiness Jaya Bhattakaswamy on December 8th, 1990 in Ipoh, Malaysia. The class begins with a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, 1st Canto, Chapter 6, Verse 24. Chaitanya. 
Second half of life of Lord Brahma. 27th Kali Yuga. <coughs> this day of Brahma. So, translation again. Intelligence engaged in my devotion cannot be thwarted at any time, even at the time of creation, as well as at the time of annihilation. Your remembrance will continue by my mercy. Om Tatsat. These words are spoken by Lord Sri Krishna, who is invisibly speaking to Narada Muni. When Narada Muni was a small boy who was engaging in meditation after his mother was killed by a snake bite, he became an orphan. He took shelter of Lord Krishna and meditating on the Lord, he had a vision of Krishna, he could see Krishna. But then Krishna disappeared and then he was feeling very frustrated in separation of the Lord. So the Lord spoke these words of wisdom to Narada in his previous birth, his last birth. In the previous verse it also says, Lord Krishna said, O virtuous one, you have only once seen my person and this is just to increase your desire for me because the more you hanker for me, the more you will be freed from all material desires. By service of the absolute truth, even for a few days, a devotee attains firm and fixed intelligence in me. Consequently, he goes on to become my associate in the transcendental world after giving up the present deplorable material worlds. Sometimes we see that a new devotee joins the Krishna consciousness movement and after a few days of devotional service, they become very enthusiastic. Their consciousness become very fixed in devotional service. And it seems that, you know, they were devotees uh, for a long time. Many times we have seen this uh, happen. And here the Lord explains that even a few days of the devotional service, a devotee attains firm and fixed intelligence in the Lord, which will go on growing until one goes back to the material world. Another important point made in the verse we read today is that in the purport Prabhupada explained, that the devotional service we offer to the Lord accumulates birth after birth. And when the devotee is fully matured, the total service count together makes him eligible to enter into the association of the personality of God. Nowadays in America and some other countries also, they have frequent flyer bonus. As many flights as you take, you get uh, some credit. And when you have enough miles accumulated, you get a free ticket. So, a devotional service, something like that. Every birth, whatever devotional service you do, that stays in your account. When you get enough money, <coughs> enough credit, you get free ticket back to home, back to Gaudiya. So, knowing that, however, and also if we know that if we were actually able to give full concentration <coughs> In this lifetime, then even at the end of this lifetime, we can go back home, back to God. We don't have to wait many, many lives. Most people don't concentrate so much on devotional service. Knowingly and unknowingly, they engage in devotional service, and gradually this builds up. But actually, during this lifetime, we should give maximum concentration. Somehow or another, we have a consciousness about Krishna. It's kind of... First, uh, not being in a commonwealth country, we didn't know about cricket before. Now after coming and seeing all the cricket games, some slight ideas come. But when a person is on the crease, he's on the bat, 
as many hits as he can make, he can stay there, as long as he's not called out. So they make hundred, it's called a century. This much I learned from just osmosis, seeing it in the society. <coughs> so while we're, we're right now, we're in human birth. We are in a good consciousness. We're in Krishna consciousness. It's just frivolous kind of examples, but just trying to bring it to very easy, understandable parameters. We are here on the human form of life. We have association with devotees. Now is the chance we have to score as much as we can our devotional credit. We can't say what the next birth will be if we, once we leave devotional service, where the material desires could take us. Tick, 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 tick. Yes, because we read yesterday in the teachings by Kapila Muni to Devahuti that if a person gets bad association, if he gets with very materialistic people and then he falls into, he can fall into sense gratification and he can glide down to hell. That alternative is also there. Someone could get uh, somehow isolated from devotees and get into a bad association and could leave that path. So then there's no credit being made. We have seen even stalwart devotees somehow become careless or maybe they became offensive. This morning we read how the brother of Krishnadas Kaviraj, he was a devotee of Lord Chaitanya, but he didn't have faith in Nityananda Prabhu. So as a result he was became even an offender to Lord Nityananda. And he became offended to Lord Nityananda's devotee, Minikitam Ramdas. So in the end, Minikitam Ramdas became so angry with him, he broke his transcendental flute, and Krishnadas Kaviraj, his brother, fell down from his position of spiritual life. Krishnadas Kaviraj instructed his brother that he should be offensive against Lord Nityananda, that you can't take half a hen, Arda, Kukuti, Nyaya. Krishna and Balaram. Gaur and Nithai, they come together. If you're just taking one, not the other, it's offensive. You have to take both, understand their transcendental position. When the Kurus tried to influence Balaram by criticizing Krishna, thinking we'll divide the two brothers, we'll get Balaram, then we can, then uh, Vandavas have Krishna, we'll be able to fight and defeat Krishna. This was their idea, their politics. They didn't realize the relationship between Krishna and Balaram, or who Krishna was, or who Balaram was. So when they said all this, Balaram was somehow very nice to them. But when they criticized Krishna, he blasted them. How are you speaking against Krishna? Buddha, Devas, Brahma, Shiva, Indra, they're all taking the dust of his lotus feet. All the leaders of all the planets in the universe are taking that lotus foot dust of Krishna on their head. I am also simply taking his lotus feet uh, dust on my head how you can speak against him. So, you cannot. Similarly, Lakshman, Balaram appeared as Lakshman and Ramlila, and Krishna appeared as Ramchandra. Vasudev came as Ram, and Sankarsana came as Lakshman. So, always they're together. So we think we can separate Nitai and Gaurad, and we can fall down. So this brother of Krishnadas Kaviraj, who had a Krishna temple in his house, who was devoted to Lord Chaitanya, because he became a fender against Nityananda, he fell down and became materialistic. So of course, you have to watch very carefully against offenses. But spiritual life, according to all the great sages, is sharp like a razor's edge. The point is that when somebody is shaving, 
They have to be very attentive because a little slip and they can cut themselves. So when we're doing our spiritual life, we have to be very careful, very attentive. We have to follow the principles very minutely because little mistake and we could create some havoc in our progress. So while we're having the opportunity of devotional service, we should take advantage and try to perform as much devotion in as selfless and pure manner as possible. Pretty simple point. There's another saying, make the hay while the sun shines. For those who are not farmers, it doesn't have much meaning. But when you're cutting the rice in the field, you want to, you get two products from the one is the rice, the second is the hay. Hay used to feed the cows or to use as straw for the cows. But the hay to be stored has to be completely dry. So in order to make hay, you have to dry it in the sun. Of course, they use that for making sense gratification. So when you're young, enjoy life, things like that. That's the normal idea that people get when they say make hay while the sun shines. It actually comes to making hay. It's a practical point. When the sun is there, you have to make, uh, you have to dry your rice straw, your wheat straw, so you can make hay from it for the cows. We use it in a spiritual sense. We don't want sense gratification. We want to gratify Krishna's senses. We want to accumulate Krishna's mercy points by engaging in devotional service. So while we are getting this opportunity, we should do as much as we can. And if we can accumulate enough credit, we can go back to Krishna in this lifetime. Why should we delay? We don't know when we'll get another opportunity. So sometime also in the scripture there are special bonus periods. Like during the month of Kartik, if someone's a vegetarian, they get hundred times the benefit. If you do any devotional service, you get hundred times the benefit. So I asked the Prophet once that, uh, so during that month the devotees should do something special. And Srila Prabhupada wrote me back that for those devotees who are living, uh, this is especially, he gave example, this is especially like in a supermarket, sometimes they have special sale, promotion, in order to attract new customers. Regular customers are always coming anyway. So promotion is to attract new customers. Those who are a part-time customer, a casual customer, to get them to come. The regular customer are coming anyway. So he said, for those who are the full-time devotee, every month of the year they're doing full-time devotional service. There's no question of increasing or anything. They just have to stay fixed up in their service. But for those who are not uh, full-time engaging in devotional service, this is a special opportunity to give them a boost to attract also the new customers. So if one observes Janmashtami, Rathyatra, if one observes Sagor Purnima, all these festival day, Karasi, Damodarmasam, at Kartik month in October, November, all these uh, are opportunities to get more credit in spiritual life. If one chants Hare Krishna Mahamantra attentively before Tulasi or the deities, then one gets many times more benefit than if one is just chanting otherwise. So special opportunities are given so one can get more credit. So if we understand that uh, even if we're not able to finish up in this lifetime, even if we think, well, I'll never be able to be completely dedicated in this lifetime, still we should do as much devotional service as we can because this will stay eternally to our credit. If we can't finish in this lifetime, then we'll get a second chance this is not existing in other, any other, I think, in any other, uh, very few other circumstances, except maybe this uh, flying credit. You'll get credit even in your next life. It carries over. So you keep on accumulating credit, birth after birth. Then when one is very fortunate, 
they get the mercy of taking uh, shelter, initiation from bona fide spiritual master, then their spiritual life is uh, refined and they engage in devotional service purely. Then they can easily accumulate maximum credit with Krishna to get home back to Godhead. But everyone, whether they're full-time or part-time or in the house or in the ashram, Vihetake, Bonaitake, Sadahari, Boledake, or Vihetake, Bonaitake, Sadahari, Boledake. Everybody should be chanting and be practicing, getting as much spiritual credit as possible. This spiritual credit has a name. It's called Sukriti. Sukriti is opposite of aparad or offense. It's different from punya. Punya and pap, highest activity and sin, are due to material influence. One gets punya by doing some material work, good work, building a road or planting a tree by the side of the road, digging a well, giving a daughter in charity of uh, marriage, building a hospital, any kind of welfare activity, maybe punya, worshipping a deva or devi. These are pious activities. They will re return one to the material world and give one the result of happiness by sense gratification. Good birth, good education, good appearance, uh, and wealth. These are the results of previous pious activity. The lack of these are due to sinful activity. No wealth, no good looks, no education, no uh, good birth. These are due to sinful activities. So this punya path has got a separate like current account. It's going in and out all the time. Every time you get some material happiness, your punya is knocked down. Every time you suffer a little bit, your pop account goes down. Every time you do a, do a new sinful activity, you're uh, putting in your pop account, your sinful account. Every time you do some pious activity, you put in your punya account. This is the constant current account going in and out. But your sukriti account, the account about devotional service, this is in a higher level. This is a fixed deposit. That nothing is going in, only nothing comes out or in of that account except devotional service. It's a totally separate uh, situation than punya. The only way you can destroy your sukriti is by committing offenses, which can either cover up the sukriti or can uh, take out from it. Spiritual offenses like uh, offending a pure Vaishnava can uh, destroy one's sukriti. But even sinful activity doesn't destroy sukriti. Sukriti will stay even if someone is a murderer or anything. They may also get the opportunity to come back to devotional service if they have sukriti. If they don't, they have to suffer the karmic reaction nonetheless. If they do, there's a chance that by devotional service also you wipe out path, also you wipe out punya very quickly so that one can be free from material entanglement and open the door to go back to home, back to Krishna. So therefore such accumulation of God's service is never vanquished but increases till fully matured. So the devotional service is so effective that within a few days it can have effect. Even within a moment one could achieve perfection. That's when Pariksit Maharaj was leaving his body, he asked all the sages what should he do. At that time they advised him different things. There was actually kind of a discussion going on and nobody could agree because he, Maharaj Prikshit had only seven days to live. 
So if you want to do the mystic yoga meditation, hardly you can learn the asanas in seven days. It may take seven years to learn the asanas. If you want to do karma kanda, there's also long term. All these are long term process. But bhakti yoga is immediate plus long term. It's immediate, the result is there. So, uh, but there was no bhakti yogis there speaking. The two bhakti yogis that were there, Narada and Vyasadeva, they were just waiting for Sukadeva to come. They didn't speak anything. And Sukadeva Goswami came, everybody stood up. Then <coughs> Parikshit Maharaj could understand. He was a very respectable person, sage, because all the sages were respecting him. So he asked him what Shudwan was about to die do, what's his duty, and what's the duty of everyone. Then of course he explained he had only seven days to live, so in the seven days how could he achieve perfection? So that time Sukadeva Goswami replied, seven days is a long time. There's no difficulty in achieving perfection in seven days. Why Maharaj Katvanga could achieve perfection one moment by rendering devotional service. So in this way, Parikshit Maharaj was able to render devotional service and he could in seven days achieve complete perfection. Of course it's understood that Parikshit Maharaj had a lot of Sukriti and previous lives. Otherwise he couldn't be born the grandson of Arjuna, he couldn't see Krishna in the womb, all these things couldn't have happened. He had performed some Sukriti in previous life. One day very quickly get very big balance of spiritual credit by the mercy of the devotees. I mentioned how Srila Prabhupada at Kumbhamela, he told one devotee that I have made your good fortune. And by the spiritual master's blessings one can also become advanced very quickly. So Srila Prabhupada, he's made everyone's good fortune coming all over the world. Here he's also come to Malaysia, planted a seed of devotional service, giving a opportunity to practice this transcendental process. Normally in this material world if you render service for someone, you think that you're owed something by the person you serve. Say you're working for a company, then you want to get your salary in exchange for your service. If you're providing a service, you're a doctor, a lawyer, a professional, then you should be paid for your service that you give it. So service is a rendering service Normally, the person who's serving, then he's owed something. But in spiritual life, being the opposite of material life, actually by rendering service to Krishna, we become more indebted to Krishna in one sense. I mean, we're actually benefiting by serving Krishna directly. That service itself is a supreme benefit. Of course, Krishna, Lord Krishna plays that part also that he is uh, grateful, or oh, you're doing devotional service, or so what do you want in exchange? But the devotees who have understood the real purport of Krishna consciousness, they know that the service itself is greater than anything else that Krishna will give. Pure devotional service produces a purest devotional service, produces love of Krishna where we can serve Krishna in pure love. If we turn in devotional service to Krishna, instead we get some material benediction. This is not uh, very wise. So many great souls have been offered blessings by Krishna, but instead they decided not to accept anything but the Lord's service. Anything that would separate them from the service of the Lord, they weren't interested. So the liberated souls, they've already achieved perfection. They're already liberated. They have nothing more to get credit for. They don't need to get out of the cycle of birth and death. So why they're rendering devotional service? 
Chindamani Prakarasadamasa Kalpa Vriksha Lakshmi Sahasra Satasamra Sevyamano. Lakshmi Sahasra Satasamra Sevyamano Govinda Mari Purusham Tamahang Bajan. Lakshmi Sahasra Satasamra. So the thousands and thousands of Lakshmis, millions in, in the spiritual world, they're all liberated souls. They have nothing to do with material conditioning. But they're worshipping Krishna, Govinda, by sweeping the touchstones in Vaikuntha. They're engaged in the Lord's service. But this service is a transcendental feature, but it's very esoteric, very mysterious. And very few people understand about rendering devotional service. So few people in the material world have got this consciousness about Krishna. Although Krishna says even a few days if someone renders devotional service, their intelligence becomes fixed in the transcendence, fixed in me. So that means that in the whole world, very few people even render a few days of service to Krishna. Generally, people don't render any direct service without motive to Krishna. Even the most religious uh, rituals are not rendered as a devotional service, but with some other purpose, as a ritual. So therefore, what Prabhupada has given us, devotional service, is the most rare jewel. So Krishna asked Kobiraj, he was blessed by Nityananda Prabhu after chastising his brother. That night Nityananda Prabhu appeared to him. In his sleep, Sinanda came to him with a red stick in his hand with the bumblebees flying all over to get the nectar from his body and his flower garland. The Lord was uh, most beautifully decorated and most beautiful to behold. The Lord Nityananda ordered Krishna's Kaviraj to go to Vrindavan and you will achieve all perfection. So Vishraj Kaviraj said, I only say, told his pastime because I want to give people an understanding of the mercy of Lord Nityananda. And this most fallen soul, he said, I am more fallen than Jagai Madai, more sinful. And I am more insignificant than a little Indra Gopa bug. He presented himself in such a humble way. Someone as sinful as me, only the mercy of Nityananda could deliver. Akur Krishnadas Kaviraj went to Vrindavan and there he wrote the Chaitanya Charitamrita and won the appreciation of all the Vaishnavas in the world for his beautiful work. So being ordered to go to Vrindavan, when he woke up, he found it was sunrise. He immediately packed his things and went off to Vrindavan and didn't hesitate. There he met Sarup Damada, Rupa Sanatan Goswamis, all the six Goswamis, other Vaishnavas. There he got the instruction to write about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, because Krishnadas Kaviraj was serving the Vaishnavas and he stuck to his principles, when his brother was offending Nityananda, he didn't remain sentimental, it's my brother, I shouldn't say anything. He blasted his brother, how you can say such things, this is very foolish of you. Thus the Lord gave his mercy to Krishnadas Kaviraj. This is the meaning of sentimental, where we do something mixing our material responsibility with our spiritual duties. 
if we are attached to some material idea, and that's obstacle for us in our spiritual progress. So out of attachment to his brother, if he wouldn't have talked to him, he might not have got that mercy. But because he, he did that, his duty in Krishna consciousness, which is when you hear an offensive statement, you should instruct that person if you can and defeat him. If you can't do that, then you should die. Just by, not by killing yourself, but just by exploding in flames like sati, if you can do that. If you can't do that, which is very rare, then uh, <coughs> you leave the place. So Krishna asked Kavya did the first thing and he immediately blasted his brother. He instructed him, this what he was doing is completely wrong. So, for doing that, he got the blessing of Lord Ch uh, Nityananda and Lord Chaitanya. So it's important that at the appropriate time we do the proper things. So therefore we need to learn what to do at all times. It's not very complicated, but it's a lot of information on Krishna consciousness. Then we act accordingly, according to time and place and circumstance, and we'll be secure in our devotional service. So take advantage of this, chant Hare Krishna always, carefully engage in your devotional service without separation or uh, deviation, and certainly you can be successful very quickly. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Any questions? Ogyatvasukriti is where somebody does a devotional service even though they don't know that it's devotional service. Say you give prasadam to someone. Now that person, he may be just a, some Ratyatra is going by, some Chinese person standing on the road doesn't know anything about uh, devo devotional service or... But uh, you just give him a prasadam. He eats it. He getting, without knowing maybe that this is spiritual food, he may just think it's food. He gets... There's an example in the Puranas that there was some lamb. Giwik was there and it was going down and down. It was about to go out, so the ghee light had become just a small blue flicker. So it was just at that point when it was sputtering. You know how sometimes the light just starts to sputter, then it goes out? It was at the last sputters. So the light had become very small, <coughs> just a small little bead of light. So that a mouse came up to suck the ghee from the cotton wick. So he came up and touched with his uh, nose that cotton that pushed the wick a little forward so then uh, the flame could get a chance to burn some new uh, wick. So the flame shot up and then the mouse got scared and ran off. So that ghee wick was just happened to be in front of the temple and the mouse had snuck in the temple and was on the base of the altar. So the sound devotee was there trying to see the deity. It's very dark, and the light lit up the deity. So that was considered that the mouth, had offered one arti to the Lord. So next life he got elevated to become some rishi, or liberation, or some mukti, or he got some. But this all got to sukriti. Mouse is not going for any spiritual purpose. He's going to eat the ghee. But somehow he did a service to Krishna. 
You can also be Agata Punya, there can be Agata Suguti. There's that famous story how one uh, hunter, he killed one deer and then so the tigers or the dogs won't eat, he tied up on a tree. And the blood is dripping down, happened Shivalinga was under that uh, tree, that drop blood was dripping on the Shivalinga. It was the hottest day of the year, very hot, Josti Mas. So that some, uh, one of those hot months. So that Shiva became very pleased that uh, he was uh, very hot there and someone was putting cool liquid on his head. So he came out and gave a blessing to the hunter. The hunter doesn't know anything, he just put his uh, deer there. So that was a kind of agata, un unknowingly he did some seva. So that type of unknowing, if you do, someone does, they also, they get a benefit for that. So devotees by chanting, I met uh, many people who are became devotees. They said, when I was a small child, I was with my mother and father walking on the street. I saw a kirtan party of chanting. And I asked, what is that? And my parents said, ah, something, you know. Depending with the parents where they said something. I like that, but they pulled me off. Or some people, they saw the kirtan, thought, who are these crazy guys? Why are they doing? But stood there and watched through the kirtan. How is it they're stand, standing here, chanting on the street? But they're listening to the kirtan. So they're getting Agatha Sukhita. That's why Prabhupada said, when you distribute someone a book, you see, most people, they may have zero account, no Sukhita. But the devotee, maybe they pick up the book and they read one line. They say, what is this? They pick up one line and they see only those who render unreserved and uninterrupted favorable service on the lotus feet of Lord Krishna, who carries a chariot in his hand, can know the creator of the universe in his full glory, power and transcendence. What is all this stuff? But he read that much, already Sukriti account went up. Somehow he did. Then later on, he'll get drawn back. So said that just by a little service, that now puts him in the orbit. With that much uh, credit in his account, will give him another chance again to put some more credit. So, devotee, by giving prasad, by giving, they're actually beginning people's spiritual lives. Haridas Thakur said that when the Mahabharans say haram, one word for it is haram, the offense. So they're getting Agatha Sukriti, they're getting the chanting the name, but Namavhas. This accidental chanting of the name. So here in Malaysia, these people are getting a lot of Sukriti, Agatha Sukriti. Because previously this was, I don't know exact history, but I heard that maybe this was uh, conquered by King Zavutkal. So their language has got many words which are of Sanskrit origin. And that time the king, whatever, however the language came, now a lot of English and other languages added Dutch and Indonesia because of foreign but they gave certain word like the name for day they call as Hari. So, like we say, we say in English they say uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. Their name is I would know the names, but it's something Hari, something Hari. Everything is Hari. Hari means day, festival days. Like they got Hari Rai in Indonesia. There is some Mata Hari. <laughs> What's that? Sun. Many Hari Hari, you got to say Hari many times here. So by saying Hari, they're getting some Sukriti, Agatha Sukriti. So we find people in Malaysia very pious. 
In South America, the word for branch of a tree is called Rama. 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 Exactly Rama. So they're saying Rama, any branch, like a branch office or a branch of a tree, is called a Rama. So they say Rama. Also, appointment in Spanish is Sita. Appointment. Sita. Sita. So if you appoint someone to the branch, <laughs> <laughs> then you're getting Sita and Rama. <laughs> In fact, we were in uh, Colombia and there's two uh, bus lines in the city and one is going east-west, one is going north-south and somehow one is called Rama and the other is called Sita. <laughs> so it's sometimes the two line of junctions, so on the board it says Sita-Rama. <laughs> Ramada. Many so people get some orgastrosukriti, uh, but that's orgastrosukriti means it's a little less. If you do consciously, you get more. But something they get benefit. It says that by accidentally chanting the name, a person can get liberation. But by consciously chanting, you can get love of Krishna. So they get some kind of partial benefit. Something they get help, not fully. As if someone's chanting consciously Hare Krishna, but something they get. Any contact with Krishna is good. So a little bit credit they're getting. Few points are there. Can you explain how uh, a sentimental, uh, a person by being sentimental, how that sentimentalism can damage his spiritual life or make him utilize it properly? Sentiment and devotional service, like uh, we are not impersonal. We have sentiment. When Krishnadas Kaviraj, using that example which is fresh in your minds, when his brother was offending uh, Lord Nityananda, so he became angry with his brother and started to instruct him. Right? If he just took it, well, it doesn't matter, okay, you know, if it's all one or something, then, but no, he took it, uh, it struck his sentiment, why you're insulting Nityananda? You don't know who Nityananda is. He's not different than uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. You can't take one without the other. Why you you say you to accept Chaitanya, but you don't accept uh, Nityananda? It's like the Kurus who say, "Yeah, we accept Balaram. We don't accept Krishna." They're also were demons. You're becoming like a demon. You shouldn't do like that. He so that some sentiment was there, but that sentiment was properly placed for Lord Nityananda. Wasn't that he was not reacting like a stone? <coughs> he had some sentiment. But if we have sentiment for material, if we lose sight of our spiritual, we see all sentiment, some things have to be balanced. We have some social duty if we're living as a grihasta in the society. We have our national duties, we have these duties. But uh, we can't let these cloud our intelligence and we neglect our spiritual duties. So we call someone sentimental if they mix up their material sentiment with their spiritual responsibilities. And they start to think that their material sentiments are equal with the spiritual. That's what we call sentimental. Somebody insults someone, says, I can't do any more devotional service because you offended my honor. I give up. Things like that. Where his sentiment is uh, his false pride or something is considered more important than doing his devotional service. So that's why Krishna says to do devotional service 
one has to be equal in infamy, infamy and fame and infamy, in uh, praise and in criticism, in all the different, in happiness and distress. This kind of equilibrium is needed. Otherwise, you get, your mind will become swept away by some sentiment, identifying yourself falsely with the body. When we are anything based on bodily identification, we call as a material sentiment. And that which is a properly identification with this Atma, as I'm a servant of Krishna, that's a proper sentiment. Thank you very much, Maharaj. Enough. Any last words of wisdom? Yeah. Because that's also said that those who are eating meat, that slows down their spiritual realization. So they don't get immediate benefit because of their diet. Some credit they may get, but uh, of course because they're not uh, born in Vedic culture, their sin is not as great as, say, someone who is born in Vedic culture, they will eat meat, who know better. But because they're eating meat, so therefore they're slowing down their spiritual immediate realization. So therefore, even though they're saying, Hari Hari, they're not becoming devotees. But those who are leading a less contaminated lifestyle, they're chanting Hari Hari, they become devotee right away, very easily. But if the, those people give up their bad habits, they can also achieve devotional service easily. Or in the future birth, they may be given another opportunity because they're saying Hari so many times. Next birth, they get a chance to chant Hare Krishna. Thank you. Glory to Shri Prabhupada Ki. Yeah.